0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Bud Rebel Show, a podcast like no other. What makes our show so exciting is we have our own version of the Snapple Facts. We bring out very interesting business concepts. We show you ways you can make money in this economy. And we also have a hopeful note at the end. Plus, there's always like a lot of different features, but most importantly is our exciting guest. And today is no exception. We have a lady who's extremely talented. I don't want to make it too cocky, but she's extremely talented. Her name is Tanya. And uh, we know each other from something we'll talk about it in a moment. But what I want to talk about you, Tanya, is that you're an actress. And I know that you also went against one woman show. Now, what's interesting is we met on the set of The Undead. I met you just before that. And I just wanted to say, I don't want to give too many spoilers with the film, of course, I want people to see the film, but you were remarkable. I mean, you just took that role and you made it your own. And I just find it so fascinating how someone comes into that and, you know, gets ready. It was pretty quick. When you, when you got the role for the undead, you'd have a heck of a lot of time to prepare for it, I remember, correct?
1: That's that's correct. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction, bud. Um, I'll you are here. a total doll and um they don't a know wonderful, me. delicious personality. And uh it's a joy to see you again and be able to converse with you after all the freneticism on set. So <laughs> good to see you, my man. Good it's to great. see you. Happy really 2024. Good.
0: Yeah, hopefully it's be a happy one, right? We gotta make it that be fun. So well, as
1: soon as you give me the financial tips. On how to make. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll get, we're gonna get I'm there. Sad. We're gonna get
0: there. All right, I'm not gonna say. But you, um,
1: me. you are so right. Like we didn't have much time. I I was so excited, and and actually that role like came right before my birthday, which was amazing. And so I was so excited, and you know I I give so much credit to the uh to the director Mina Guy. Because you know you put yourself in the hands of the director. You just learn the lines and show up. And I was so nervous because I didn't have much preparation time at all. And of course. Um, Mina was this boss who walked on set, and uh, I was like, "Okay, trying to act cool. I'm like, I got this. All right, I'm a ghost, and I draw my children. Okay, what's next? <laughs> Without giving too much away.
0: Oh, <laughs> no, well, uh...
1: I mean w- what what happens is w- pretty." exceptional in the film and it's a great script it's a, a really exciting movie and um mina was so calm cool and collected and she just had this confident smile and just said uh, okay go for it and then i you know gave what's,
0: what's amazing is you look you got a bright smile you're a wonderful happy person and you have to play a very dark character now it's true correct with acting there's two ways you do it basically one is to think of a dark time in your life and the other way is to just basically get into a character. Which do you do? And this one, especially, how did you get there? You definitely got there.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm glad you say that. Um, thank you. Well, I think the presence of something really dictates its opposite. And I think when I meet a lot of actors in LA, some of the most... Eerie characters have turned out to be some of the nicest, funniest people that I've met. So probably with me, maybe my outward persona is I'm a, a happy woman who came from Iowa and was taught to like be sweet to everybody from the neighbors. And then inside, maybe I have a lot of like inner angst that I'm allowed to tap in through, into through acting. So when I de- do, when I do get to play the evil characters, it's it's like, I get to take my ego and throw it out there. And I, I have, I have to admit there's a, there's a therapy to that. There is a release to, to bringing that out. I mean, we're all full human beings, right? So we all have that, that dark side. And we oh, I have-
0: was not that dark. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on, bud. Come on. I want to see you like oh, at 5.00 think- AM without your coffee. <laughs> and see whatever. if you could have delivered that role just as well as I could have
0: <laughs> maybe maybe no, it, <laughs> is, it is I love I love playing to our characters I think it's so much more fun you know, honestly it's such it's a great release and it's like you can't yeah. do this in real life you know you, no you
1: know, I mean, that's be the beauty them. of acting it's like everything <laughs> so- that your parents taught you not to do is like this you is know. it.
0: You could do it. Yeah. Yeah. And and people are gonna cheer cheer for you to be evil and angry and all this stuff. And but it wasn't just that because it's very simple. You you gave a dimension to the character. It's it's very. You gave it thank more you. than just being evil. We I think the audience, without ruining it again, will see understand you in a more complex character than that. You know. Oh,
1: I think, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Well,
0: I I don't like things being so black and white. I think your character, which again I don't want to ruin it too much, but there's there's almost, almost a like. There's a good side that's hidden that you know because they're trying to do the right thing in a way that's wrong, but that you see that if you really look into the film and you got there, which is hard to get there. You know, I mean, you see that in the movie The Joker. You know, the Joker. You sort of understood like he was bad, but you sort of like, you know, you sort of understand where he's coming from, and you did that, which was amazing. Oh,
1: Thank you. Well, that's I think our job too as actors, right? Is that we get to interpret that pathos but in in interpreting the pathos of a character if we don't interpret it with all of the the good and the bad and the light and the dark which has have to exist then those the the best horror films are where you you really question like is this the protagonist is this the antagonist is this the protagonist is this the antagonist and and the the best characters are when you when you Are kind of pulled to the depths of both of those so it's really easy to chew up the scenery and and play evil but it's really difficult to look at the character development and say what is this woman going through and how how do i really disturb the audience by developing a a character depth to her and and really yank on people's chains by making her actually feel Mm-hmm. And in terms of what she's doing and her belief systems, and really commit to a character's belief system so that you there's an, an element of pain that the audience feels for her. Like, could I could I do that? Yeah. Maybe yeah. I would have done that.
0: Maybe that's what makes it scary because you could think of the darkest nature that maybe we have that in ourselves if the turn the back situations occurred. So you came and to- and
1: if I may, really quick, that's what's <laughs> sure. terrific about the script in this case, because the script really um, is wonderful in the sense that it shines light on um, religion and horror. And when you mix those two, there's all sorts of wonderful colors that come out of, you know, that come out of that in the painting, because because there's a look at all of that's been done in history in the name of religion. So
0: what we also do is you also do a little bit of the mental health issue. And that is another right. interesting thing, because in the past mental health wasn't treated like that it was treated more of a religious type thing and the way that people dealt with it is a lot differently you know and even i don't get more into the story but it was it was difficult for the minister to deal how he was supposed to deal with this you know religious is religious currents and he's seeing someone have mental issues and in those times people still had it you know and how they dealt with it then is different than today so i try to get into that a little bit too you know which i think yes
1: you know? and that that was a, that the, the script is so well written in that sense the characters are all very full and and it's it's a complicated story you don't just have a bunch of murders it's a it's a it's a well-developed story with well-developed characters so so you fall into that to that well so quickly in this in this Thank film so in the so, yeah so you
0: you're from iowa you're yes. like a young lady, you are going to say, I'm going to, when, how when did you start getting to the acting thing? When, and with your parents, around like six things? or seven. Were your parents into acting? Your family to acting?
1: No, my, <laughs> no, my mother was a psychiatric nursing professor.
0: So she thought that you were insane. You saw you acting. right.
1: Basically, she was like, as long as your brother and you aren't schizophrenic before 18, everything's going to be okay. Um, and my father was a pharmacist, but that being said, they did, we were very active in the mental health community and they did really great things in North Iowa for, wow. um, for mental health and helped create like transition centers and, and did a lot of really, really proactive cool things for people um, who with schizophrenia and bipolar and, and severe mental illness. And, and yeah, they were, it, it was a neat household to grow up in and they just always encouraged us like not to go into the metal medical profession <laughs> so i don't know like how does that work but that's funny yeah. you know,
0: i'm gonna get into that later on because you bring up something that's going to be one of our topics so i'm just going to leave that in suspense matter of fact we're going to pause for a quick commercial break here well now that we're back tanya tell me about how you got into okay you said like when you're six or seven years old you want to be you want to be an actress did something like Inspire you to do that, and you're in Iowa. Still, you're still in Iowa. You didn't move to California or anything at that point.
1: No, no, I was still in (laughs) Iowa. Were you like um, in school play? No, there was a really terrific children's theater, and my hometown was the town of the Music Man of Meredith Wilson. So we actually were like this kind of little oasis that really uh facilitated the kids and and the arts and teenagers and the arts and we had a great community theater as well and so as soon as i saw my best friend and oliver twist in this theater i was like sitting on the steps because it was a full house and i just um i was there with my girl scout troops and i just remember having that god shot of this is what I'm destined to do. There was no question in my mind. It was just like, bam, like a lightning bolt. And then-
0: And then it was like, people had the family support, you decided, I mean, did you do this in high school and all through it and your family support yeah. you throughout, or was there any-
1: There hum- was support. I mean, I can remember my parents supported me. That was what, what was the most important. There were a lot of naysayers, like, mm-hmm. but there were also a lot of wonderful su- people who supported me. Um, a lot of people, yeah, there, there, you know, there were, it was interesting. Like I'm trying to think back, like, you know, I, used I, to- I got a
0: good quick story for you, by the oh, way, tell me, tell me. Experience, and no, no one else knows the story, but well, people in my grade, oh, second grade, I played Arnold Horshack in my second grade. They did welcome back. <laughs> I still remember my life to day, and I'm talking about lines. It was hello. How are you? My name is Arnold Horshack. You remember that from welcome back Carter? And they were like uh, uh, to give like a fan letters back to you. I remember it so well. It was so funny. And, and that was, I guess, my first taste of, of being a theatrical quote star, you might say. And that was a second grade. I still remember that.
1: I think you just melted my heart with that.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I, I just saw you as a second Welcome grader on. and you were so adorable. I just
0: well, I hated so I, I hated being young like that. It was so hard, but it was acting was fun. A, I mean, it was like, you know, cause I was, when I was in class, you know, I was, uh, I had like quote learning disabilities when I was young and the teacher pushed me to go ahead. And oh, I guess yeah. it's not the acting. Yeah. But they believe you when know, you, know, what it is, is that one person that believes in you? Like you were just saying to you, you yeah. had your naysayers. So I'm sure that people that said to you, you know, you, you're not really that good or whatever, but you had, you probably had that one person, maybe it was your mom and dad that pushed you further. Am I right about that at all?
1: Yeah. The, yeah. There was just, um, a lot of people uh thought it was good, but there would be the practical people, <laughs>
0: you know, that know are you. like,
1: you know you're gonna get a law degree, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, those those kinds. Right, you know right, that you're right. never gonna make it, right? Like, yes, you're good at it, but you know that it's very competitive, right? Mm-hmm. And so
0: so at so at a certain age, I guess do you move to California? What happens? How does this whole Yeah, place?
1: so then uh, my senior year of high school I got invited to live with Uda Hagen and her daughter in New York because my uncle knew them and I was like mom and dad you don't you don't know you don't know who this is they're like you're right we don't yeah. I'm like oh this could change my whole life thanks for ruining my life and I had to go to college. So I graduated from University of Iowa in four years, which I was glad I did because you know there's such an amazing writing program at University of Iowa. And um and I learned so much there. And then I too. Yes, they do. <laughs> I was Hawkeye Homecoming Queen.
0: Uh, Very cool. Wow. I, I know
1: I was that shocked myself. What, is, what did you do? To I was that? not. What?
0: What do you what do with a homecoming queen? What do you have to do to get that role?
1: Basically, get free shots all night. Oh, that's a good role. It was the only. We won like one game, and it was on homecoming, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Anyway, yeah, that was a cool experience. You know what but, I would
0: say though? It's interesting because I think if you weren't just acting all the time, I don't know if you can relate to other people as much. I mean, part you probably had like part time jobs and stuff like that, and growing up. And by being in that world, it helps you relate to other people. You just do yeah. acting all the time. It must be difficult to like, you can play like roles, but you've gone through some things, right? Like, have you gone, so, okay. So you get this, go to college, you get you graduate college, you studied acting in college or what did you study?
1: No, I actually, I, I did do um, a one woman show uh, as my honors thesis project, but my double major was international relations, um, uh, poli sci and pre-law. And that actually was more informative than I thought acting was.
0: There's um, a lot of bullshit in politics.
1: <laughs> it, so, so true. So true. <laughs> but also looking at conflict, the whole thing behind, behind poli sci is trying to look at conflict. You're just studying conflict, which conflict is the basis of of art i feel and um and story and character so you're just studying basically you're studying conflict and how to prevent it in in the, throughout time right so you're trying to find similarities in every single conflict that happened different wars you know and the, the how players react and you're looking at it as the theater the world theater and you're looking at these players and they're pop up like The same reactions that world players have. Uh, History beats itself. It does. And it's like, oh my God, not just individuals, not just individuals repeat themselves but whole countries act the same as individuals do and so that was really fascinating in terms of breaking down the systems and saying I can pull this into my acting because no what no matter what if I'm in this show or this show or this show or I'm in Ibsen or you know like this character is going to react this way because that yep. is on no matter what sort of structure we're looking at um uh this is going to be this. Like this is human. A, A equals B A
0: little mathematic thing.
1: Totally. Totally. <laughs>
0: doesn't that doesn't have to say. A doesn't have to say. So so now so now okay. So you got to graduate. What happens after that?
1: Then I just packed up my Honda and moved to LA. You did.
0: Yeah. yeah and didn't, didn't like know anybody
1: years. and waited tables. Oh, nobody. No. Just wait tables. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I mean, okay. So let me ask you: um, Is there a point where you just say this is not? I mean, does it, did you hit right away, or did you did you, did you give yourself a six-month timeline? What did you when you got there? What did your family say? What did you like? How did that I go?
1: promised myself I would not give myself a timeline because that was just like useless. I was like, I'm here. I'm I'm here forever. This is, I'm in it to win it. You know, wait. And you waited stopped. tables.
0: You waited tables.
1: I waited you, tables. I got okay, fired. So I've,
0: I've heard this. From other people
1: uh-huh. that
0: waitress doesn't really like you that much. she just really wants the tips. Oh <laughs> the good actresses. Oh. <laughs> they really don't love the dishes that much. It's all it's all a good acting game
1: really i don't
0: know i you seem so nice is that true you know? i
1: loved my customers
0: <laughs> i just want to know if that was true i'm
1: like i got rejected by like five auditions today i love you
0: so oh now so but those days they were like you so when you're waiting to your waitress and then you get called for auditions now when you first get down there you have to get an agent and all that stuff right yeah you get that right away you got that
1: yeah somehow i just you know had the thomas guide remember when the the thomas you weren't out here right so you never got the thomas guide it was this thick map where like you had to try to figure out where the streets were and i you just ended up being like screw it and throwing it away and like got lost and then like tried to keep your Iowa plates as long as possible. So you didn't have to pay for a smog check cause you couldn't afford it. And like, <laughs> there are all sorts of things. And that's when the headshots, like we had to pay for like the real headshots, mm-hmm. you know like nothing was digital. So we had to get those big, like, like I'd like 5,000 headshots, please. You know, people think they have it rough now. I'm like, we had to pay for that plus get putting stamps on and like taking it to hand delivering them you know so, back in so, my day
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what was what was your biggest break what was the biggest break that came out of that
1: um it was uh landing hollywood dreams with henry jaglum
0: that's and how long did that take to get there
1: it took like three years
0: oh three years, three yeah. years of struggling was a point yeah. where you It wasn't a point where you i mean are you a faith person of faith is it something that helped you overcome the difficult times three is a long time to hmm. i mean there's something that pushed you. i back? just
1: kept my i i was just like i think i just kept my nose to the grindstone and just kept kept going
0: right that's it i don't
1: think there was, was there it,
0: any prayer that you had overcome we like to tell people about because everybody out there is struggling so right. we want people to know was a point where you either, I mean, maybe it's not, maybe it's not that, maybe it's a relationship, maybe something that was difficult that you had overcome during-
1: Oh the- yeah, I mean, you know, it, I had a roommate, we would bring pasta, we worked at the same restaurant, we'd bring pasta home to, so that we both could eat. We watched indie films, you know, we watched Kurosawa together and, and split, you know, um, um, fettuccine and- like we would, we would be each other's cheerleaders. Like it's so necessary to have your buddies who are going through the same thing. And those support groups, you know, just where you guys can tell horror stories of like, you know, going to some audition where they're actually filming you for a reality show and like giant bunnies drop out of, you know, and, and like harass you. I mean, there were so many weird, weird, weird situations <laughs> that are so not fair to actors and you know after a while you just have to like enjoy the chaos and realize that you're like in this alice in wonderland world where everything's upside down and you know you just just roll with it and the casting director workshops that you pay for you know and it's like at every turn there's a there's, there's
0: another, a- another thing you got to pay for another thing you got to pay for just to try to get in the business and it's just the breaks yeah able to make it through this whole thing your friend make it through your roommate make it through as well Do they Today, he's today. now
1: a professor of film
0: okay, and,
1: he, a- and he's a, actually, a, um, he's like a very, he's an award-winning documentary filmmaker. And you know, you know what they say though, if you can just, uh, uh, if, uh, and I truly believe this, if at five years, um if you can stay till five years, no matter what you stay through and you just get the blinders on you know, and do whatever you need to do self care, to feed your soul, to just look at it and not take it too seriously. You will eventually make it. You will eventually in those five years get a role in a film or a TV series like you will. That's enough time in the town to book something
0: right and book
1: something significant that will lift you to your next level. I mean, that's just the case. It is the case. I think that's the best advice that-
0: Very nice advice. All right, so you wanna hear some weird facts for tonight? Yeah. All right, here we go. I don't know where we go with this one. I'm, I don't know if I should tell you this, but- Are these
1: Snapple facts? Did these these are they're... my
0: own little Snapple facts. I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but Viagra was originally designed to treat <laughs> hypertension and I don't know pronounce the word, enigmia, enigia. Can you imagine that? How it was designed for one purpose and then it was totally, is that wild? I wonder
1: make- what the first subject was like. <laughs> it was like uh... well,
0: That brought up a fact that I did a report when I was in college on posted notepads. And posted notepads were designed by a company called 3M. And they made this glue and they like this glue didn't stick. And so like, what are we going to do with it? And just put on pads and they gave it to people. So they created a product. They didn't even know they could create it. It's like sometimes your mistakes become like your greatest things.
1: Right. You know,
0: it's pretty wild. Okay. Stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's
1: fascinating.
0: I'm trying to be fascinating. I always try.
1: You're so <laughs> fascinating.
0: So we, I, I try to also talk about leadership skills with the election coming up. And I just something something's interesting. You don't really always need like the nicest person to be a leader. That's a political science person. You need someone <laughs> that to, is people are afraid of. Maybe a little, they think they're a little, mm. not all there. So they don't want to mess with you.
1: What do you think about it's it? It's very like Machiavellian, like speak loudly and carry or speak softly and carry a big stick. Political
0: science, yeah. I mean, it's because I think people, if they're afraid of you, they're not gonna like go into other countries, they're not gonna attack other they're gonna leave you alone a little bit.
1: That is one mode of political thought. Yeah.
0: I mean I, yeah, I mean I mean, they don't have the world's like chaotic. And I think it's like there's no like strong person that I'm not afraid of. That's my theory on that one. Um, also yeah. I think it's very important to be real, mm-hmm. Not like a real authentic voice. I think when you come across as fake, it, it doesn't work out as well for you. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. when you mean real, like, do you see that as vulnerability or what, like to you, what constitutes real? I think
0: that you see some of these speeches and you like, the guy's saying the same speech he said last week and the same speech of the week before. And he, said, and he and he's glad they like, they got the speech so down pat, it's boring. Like, And they don't even like almost relate to the people there. They're like yeah. distant, you know? Yeah. Like, so being real is like almost like just reaching out. Yeah, I think also, which is interesting because I don't want to get too much, you know, I don't know your political viewers, but I think there is, it is good to be vulnerable to some degree, but I don't know if we want too much of that elite. We want someone to have that strong... You know, depth of a person rather than just be like crying in front of everybody. I don't know if that would work as well. for like, no, and that
1: doesn't mean like crying in front of people. I'm, I'm just wondering, like, what is that just brings to light? Like, what is a definition of like real? Is it, um, it's just like, 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 how does society seems. Right, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna,
0: I'm gonna get you mad. Maybe I don't know your philosophy, but like Kamala Harrison, one thing she doesn't seem is real. She never seems real. Whatever you she always seems like she's just putting on an act, and it's and it's a really bad act. I mean, she should have went to acting school because it just seems like she's trying to overperform. And then real is like someone like right. saying, you know what? Whatever. It's just like just like saying how they like they without the lines being so rehearsed. That's yeah. about it, You know?
1: Yeah, and, totally. And,
0: and that it does come across, it does they're not fair. Okay. You want my business ideas. Wanna take a little moment break and then we're gonna tell my some my business ideas to make some monies in this time.
1: Oh, I'm so excited about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're
0: back right now. This one is exciting, but I think you like this. I'm gonna bring up something I've been talking a lot about. I'm gonna do it again because I like to be involved in a company that I believe in, in their purpose. Whether you make money tomorrow or the next day or the next week, it's nice. Of course, you want to do that. But being involved in a company that might change things is more exciting than just that. So one of the companies I'm involved in is called Steakhouse. Stakeholder, sorry, STKH. It's a very inexpensive company. What they're doing is they're trying to take meat and grow up from stem cells instead of like slaughtering animals.
1: Wow. But,
0: yeah, and, and it's so cool because I, I personally am kosher so I can eat everything with the rabbit won't get an anime. And I don't care <laughs> no animal to kill, but all the land usage you wouldn't have to worry about. You mm-hmm. wouldn't have to worry about the idea of any of these mad cow diseases out there. Mm-hmm. People that are sort of like the vegetarian age, whatever, they can eat this meat because it's protein, but they don't have to worry about killing anything. I just think it's something really interesting. Some people are scared about the idea of being in a lab, but I just think it's such a cool company that I always, I just want to see it grow. And I, I put my money by my mouth, this, but that's an example of being involved in a company that's a little bit that you believe in, you know, like yeah. what Tesla was about, I think even Amazon's about, I think it's about companies that you have a little emotional feel for it.
1: Yeah. That's a real game changer. Yeah, have they actually? Has anybody tried it yet, or ha, have they had a finished? Yeah, They've they
0: died. They the liked point. it, but they died. It was really good. They just died. Really? It's, no, I'm just what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you like saying
0: like <laughs> they found it delicious, but they just dropped it. It was really good. No, no, I, <laughs> uh, no. I, I think they're in the process. They think I think they have. That's why I want to get involved in the company because I think they want to make like steaks, and I think they should make like stove for dishes. I think you should have little pieces in the, the dishes instead of a whole meal. Because I think that's the way people be, won't be scared of it, and a stem cells sort of scary, I think for people. So I think that's, you know, that might be not the right way to go. You know, we talked about issues, and I also want to bring up issues because you really brought up a good one here. I think whoever gets to be in this election, you know, top of the candidate, one of the big issues, like you said, mental health. Mm-hmm. And knowing people, loved ones, in the mental health have issues like that, it's it's terrible out there. The yeah, it is to take care of people. The way that loved ones can't help them unless they get to the level of really hurting themselves or hurting others. It's weird. They have homeless people on the street in the cities yeah. that that are not that are dying. Family members are dying. And their families can't help them. So yeah. So I'm like, as you're like, are you telling me something really exciting with your parents about this whole thing? Because I mean, if you don't have the means, these people go in and out of hospitals. Yeah. And they're not getting better. They're just temporarily getting better. It's I don't I want a leader to address that. I want a leader to take a role in finding ways that families can help their loved ones.
1: Right. And that was one of the cool things about, you know, this, uh, this, this sort of, it wasn't a halfway house. It was a transition center. So like some, some model like that in which you place the, you rehabilitate the, same people, people who are on the street, severely schizophrenic, maybe dual diagnosis, you know, paranoid schizophrenics and other people on, um, but with a severe mental illness and you put them into, they gave them an apartment, they gave them furniture, like, you know, every donations, and then they got them on the correct meds. And my dad had a system, developed a system in the pharmacy. So you have, you have them sponsored by having their med sets. So, you know, a lot of times they would forget their meds and you have that help because he and his his technicians would, would say, you know, you forgot these two days, you didn't take your meds. And they would say, Oh, well, it made my mouth dry. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. And he'd be like, no, then I need to call your doctor. So you have that part covered. Then they would be reconnected with their loved ones if they were out of touch with them, or they would um, receive counseling with their loved ones. And then they would be put into jobs um, in which, so they would be rehabilitated and put into back into being working members of society.
0: Wow, that's great. Just
1: so amazing. It
0: yeah, that's really great. And I mean, because I like an example, I saw this place called Cooper Reese, and they have an amazing program there. They have like animals and art, and they keep them really busy in the area. But it's $20,000 a month. I'm oh, like, who is going that, to? I mean, that's, a, and this is a non-for-profit. And I'm right. like, I mean, this is a great Program And it would save so many people. Can we do something a little bit less and make a right. difference? And I don't, I just want to get there, you know, somewhere to do that because they, I think people have mental health issues. One of the things that you just stress is they need to keep busy. They need to have a program where they're like, and sometimes they had to be pushed to these things and it really would make a difference. But how do we get there? And I'm hoping, well, that, and this
1: was just a, such a great support model. I would, I would hope that there would be more places like this, yeah, yeah. you know, almost like a re rehabilitation or a, um, like a sober living house, you yeah. know, where you're, you have all the right support systems around you, family, pharmacy, counseling, and then job and, getting back. So the point is not to be held in an institution. It's to get back out and be working and a part of the society, not be, you know, stuck inside because you're part of the stigma.
0: Yeah, definitely. show. Now there's too much love on the show. So I'm going to bring up topic. I always have the hate what I hate
1: oh my right God. now.
0: There's nothing more than I hate than the 49ers. I don't know. <laughs> And you know what, I have to write, I have a right to hate a team. And I don't I just hate the 49ers. And I had never agreed with Eminem M&M recently, but I yeah. like his salute for the, <laughs> after the 49ers won. I mean Detroit should have won that game. It was they blew it. I I was it was like depression. It was so upsetting, but cause Detroit got so far and the 49ers oh, no. like wiped him out. And I'm going to tell you, I, I don't. you're in California. I guess you have a right to like them. But I am, that is my hate for tonight.
1: Oh, what was the sign that Eminem did?
0: Uh, we know the, I think it's the the one finger sign. Oh,
1: yeah. oh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> this, well, well put, Eminem. Well
0: done. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of that. But at that moment, he said it all perfectly well for me. Oh, by the way, hot news, trending news. This is really wild. I wanted to just tell you this before. Paul Anderson, Anderson who was on a so-called hyper, what's it called? Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Yes. He played somebody on drugs on crack. Or drugs, I don't know was cracked and heroin, probably. He was just arrested for being on crack. What?
1: Being on it?
0: Yeah. Isn't that isn't that it's like it's like his life is
1: I'm imitating the art.
0: Yeah. And I was like, whoa. I don't whoa. I wonder if he was on that before he was that show Peaky Blinds he was amazing and Pete Blinds is an amazing show really incredible if you haven't seen it unbelievable and his I have not
1: watched it yet oh, and, and I oh, know I know I should I know it's terrible like the best. yeah it's but terrible he, would
0: play, he played that actor yeah so I was I,
1: this a, just a I hate that arrest? you didn't watch a show <laughs> I know I had to, <laughs> shame 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 shame
0: shame well having too much fun so okay so yeah i was amazed that's right okay so one business idea that i'm doing my idea if okay. i'm a big dog lover I have oh three dogs and i know this is a cute idea because someone told me they have custom business suits and i'm like they should have an rpc which is a rough personalized collar for your dog you get your dogs measure it, and you get a collar that'd be for life for them that would fit them so they would worry about like hey, it's that cute
1: Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah, with a name like on why, it. Like,
1: why is there not? I don't
0: know. Steal my idea. Let's do it together.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. That's like, it'll be like the invention of the pencil. Like, it's so obvious it's what probably, happens. All my
0: ideas are very obvious. I and mean, people could be, be billionaires They listen to this podcast. It'd be so rich. It'd be so good for them, you know?
1: Oh, I'm in. I'm in.
0: All right. So before I get to my final thoughts, we have a movie coming out. The Undead Our movie.
1: And I know it's on
0: Amazon Prime right now, and you should tell your friends. Anybody you know, if they give us a good review, if they give lots of film, and they give us a good review, they can come to our world premiere charity event in New York City. Okay, it was a lottery system. They give us a good review, okay. and we're going to pick. We're going to pick one of those, and one of those people going to be able to come down to our release of our film and end the party afterwards. So please let me know. all your friends. It's going on Amazon Prime right now. And I believe in March, we're going all around. We're streaming all over this place. So the whole world will see it. And it's going to be hopefully a lot of fun. You know, as I said before, if anybody wants to see, forget about me, they want to see a phenomenal talent, they should see it. They're just the CEO. I mean, it's silly not to, you know?
1: Well, that's very. ah, oh, shucks. <laughs> 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 Thank
0: you. So make sure they tell all your friends. and I will. And- I will. And make sure they have fun with it. I mean, that's no, fun. And what
1: day is that? Is that world? premiere probably going
0: to shoot it we're probably going to do it on march 10th in the city so you know, yeah okay. that'd be angry, great we'd love to see you and we're gonna have a big party afterwards and you know bring people and love yes. the whole nine yards so you know I'm-
1: anybody would love to get people would love to go to that these these parties people are going to be this will be an exciting opportunity so yeah and this is a terrific movie so you know thank you not thank just because the both of us are involved but mina guy is as well and a terrific cast. like
0: Yeah, yeah. Bork Floyd. Like, it's unbelievable people, yes. Bork
1: Floyd and yeah, a, a, an amazing cast and a really, really delicious horror film.
0: <laughs> Thank you. If mm-hmm. a horror film would be delicious, it would be delicious, I guess it is.
1: It's. I love horror films. It's you know, so I want
0: to leave, we always leave it on a happy no, a note, a final note. And it's basically, you mentioned about mental health. I think sometimes what's good to do is when you're feeling a bit, you know, depressed and stuff like that. So this is good just to clean. Just take an area that's messy and just fix it up. And you get the feel of like before and after. And it's a nice, refreshing thing in life to get over that whole difference that you have, you know? I also wanted to mention to you, if people want to know more about what you do and want to know what you've been involved with, how can they find out about it?
1: Uh, I have a website at tana-frederick.com. Um... Or I'm on Facebook and yeah. That's- so do you
0: wanna,
1: I mean, it's such a
0: pleasure having you. Did you want to leave you. out of the audience with any final thoughts, anything you want to tell them?
1: Um,
0: How about well, you own what? <laughs> yeah, I,
1: what? I think it? I just would go along the lines of what you were saying about mental health. Now that we're on that track today and just, you know, be gentle with yourself and if you're in the biz, never give up and always do something really kind to keep yourself going. There's plenty of people out there to be naysayers and and you know, you just have to continue to love yourself in outside ways. I think I agree with you with that. You know, do something a little special every every day to celebrate yourself.
0: Yeah, it's really good advice. Well, thank you so much for having us. And it's a pleasure. And we look forward to seeing you maybe at the uh, the big opening on the on the tenth. And all the best with everything going forward. Thank you so much, Tanya.
1: Thank you so much, bud.
0: Take care. Bye
1: bye. You too. Bye.